This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Alright. Hello, Ian. Hello, Eric. Here we are, here we are, back at Traitor. Traitor, yes. You should have really, at the beginning of this, you should have played Under the Boardwalk. Right. Do you know what I've got written down here? Go on. Within five minutes, a Honda joke. Yay! I was expecting you to come up with a Honda joke within five minutes. Yeah. You didn't underestimate me. See, you're, 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 you're firing on all cylinders today. Hey, there's, there's, Honda there's cylinders, more. cylinders. Hey. hey, there we go. <laughs> there's, uh, there's plenty more where that came from. Oh, I hope not. All right. Yeah. Okay, so here we are. Yeah, Traitor. Here, Traitor, here we go yes. again. Uh, yeah. Or I, I, I watched a completely different episode. I watched Animals. <laughs> Thank you very much, Eric. That, yes, yes. No, 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 no. Because yeah. we're recording these out of order, aren't we? We're recording yeah, this after maximum power. Last yeah. week, I said to Mark... The next season four we record will yeah. be animals. You remembered that, but of course, yes. this is out but of it was order. Blatantly untrue. It, well, no, because when Maximum Power comes out, the next one will be That's animals. True, yes. But but uh, uh, last week like, and this week, we've still got to do Hunda. Now I know what um, Sam Beckett and Quantum Leak feels like. Yes, like, oh. yes, yes, yes. But I watched it. Uh, sneak peek for you. It's part of old cat. <laughs> You know what you were saying about sarcophagus, about how yes. you, you, you know there are um, it's a marmite episode. Yes, yes I can't I, I can't remember anyone ever uh, saying that they liked animals. Um, well, it's just I mean we, we it, it just shows how thin it's going to be on Hunter's character because we're discussing animals already. But yeah, I can't imagine anyone. I can see people going sarcophagus. Yeah, I I like it for this and I like it for that. I I don't. Yeah, I can't see anyone. There's not one sort of aspect where you can go oh actually that makes it worthwhile there it's, is it's there is I, there, there is one moment in it and you must know it because you watched it yesterday it's the avon bursting through the door and kicking that oh, chair y- yeah you're right you know that is the yes. only good thing in that that got a good laugh yes <laughs> bless him yes yes but getting it back to hunda right yes, hunda. um sarcophagus hunda. when we did sarcophagus no, not sarcophagus traitor Tra- yeah no but when we were talking yeah. sarcophagus we were saying mm-hmm. that it's a shame because it, it, it it's a good premise it's a good idea let down by the total lack of money for the production you can say that about traitor couldn't you do you know do you know what because i i watched animals yesterday i thought i really need to watch traitor again and i thought that no, what i'll do is i'll um i'll watch it on my uh phone first thing in the morning because i didn't want to subject down to two episodes in one week so I watched it on my phone, but then halfway through, I was getting a bit tired because it was like six o'clock in the morning. So I just listened to the rest of it, and do you know what? There's an audio, bloody good yeah. story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Unfortunately, you have to look at it. Um, yeah, Ev- everything works on audio. Even the, you know the uh, D- Dave Ross, the Davros light guy, he works on audio. <laughs> Dave Ross, I've um, forgotten yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, everything. Yeah, it works really well. Even the colonial bits that we we were we were saying was just heavy-handed terrible on audio mm. that's okay mm. you're not seeing them sat there and in that gaudy set drinking out of china teacups mm. 
um, yeah, on audio works really well. Yeah, and those costumes. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. You can't see the cute eye patch. Oh. So. Well, it starts it with cute. Do, do, we, we, yes. we have a cute opening. Because um, yeah. yes, there, there, there is cute, and he's having this talk with Eigen. Yes. Um, and we find out that he's part of the fourth column of Freedom Fighters. Um, yes. Led by Star Major Hunda, right? Yes, and they do make a line, don't they, about what strange ranks. And that how they, they give, give gi- they give each other ones. Yes. Yes. Um, now, Star Major, right? There was debate on Facebook earlier in the week about, you know, the whole space medicine and stuff like this. Yes, and yeah. Some, someone said that there is actually a, there is a such branch a thing as space medicine, medicine called space medicine. I still think it's pushing it. Yes. There yeah. might be now, but how much is that influenced by mm, Terry? True, true. But what I was going to put on Facebook, but never got round to, I was going to ask the question, would it be better if some of these space terms on that tally that I've got, you know, the give him space thing, would they have sounded better if it was called prefixed by star and not I space? So. Yeah, because you you could have star major. That yes, sounds right. that, sounds that sounds better sounds than space major. Yeah, space just it just sounds so 1950s, doesn't it? It does. It's... So so yeah, star major Hunda. Yeah, that sounds that's better fine. than space yeah. major Hunda, doesn't it? Yeah, Starfleet sounds better than space fleet. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, he also says that uh, uh, Hunda and Eigen were teachers. Yes, this was interesting. I'd forgotten this completely, that they were both... Uh, um, geology teachers. Geology teachers. Yes. Which is, is, is quite interesting, because we were, we were debating whether Blake mm. was the teacher, of course. Yes. Um, yeah, because yeah, that, they were teachers before the Federation occupied this planet, Helatrix. Yes. And the rebellion began. And, and yes, yeah, so, you know, is this another Blake? Is this what Blake was doing? Uh, before you know, he had the shootout with Travis, and he wounded Travis. Is is are we seeing another version of Blake here on this planet? Yeah, this is almost prototype Blake. Although I don't think Blake was so down and dirty. I don't think they were actually fighting. I I still see Blake's political activism as a leaflet campaign mm. or a jumble sale. Yes. I, yeah, I can't <laughs> I can't sale. see him fighting. Can you? No, 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 Whereas no. this this guy under. He's he's I, I like him. He's a really good character, good actor, mm. very believable. And you sort of this is this is the flip side of Blake, isn't it? This is the Blake that that is in the trenches. Mm. He, you know, he's not got a massively powerful spaceship that gives him that hero immunity card. So this this is almost what Blake would have become, I think. Yeah. Had he got back to Earth, not on the Liberator, perhaps on the London. Mm. Mm. I think he would be he would be. Uh, Grubbing about in a in a marsh yeah. somewhere, and the actor's really good. He's very convincing, yeah, he's very good, and he looks the part. We were saying in yes. when we good were talking, yeah, well, yeah, Kasabi, weren't we? About oh, that's just yeah. off the shelf, you know, army uniforms. At least they've th- th- these ones are you, you know made tailor made for this thing, and and they are believable. You can believe that this is guerrilla warfare going on. Yeah, this this is if you if you had to fight this sort of battle, you would wear a utilitarian sort of jumpsuit like he's doing you know lots of pockets mm. uh, there's there's nothing really silly on it there's no shiny patches no. that would give his position away yeah he's it's, it's by far the best thing in this episode i think mm. Mm. well he's let go isn't he Eugene? He he tells them that yeah, um, he, um it, I, lo- I love that it's like you can go can i <laughs> yes because of course he's being drugged hasn't he yes um and with a tracer as well um and he's let out um, after telling them that the, the plan was to tunnel underneath the Magnatrix terminal. Yeah, I was trying to work out, because I, 
I may have fell asleep this morning. But they don't really say what the magnetrix. Oh no, they do. Terminal... They do. Is it communication? There's a communi- Yeah, it's a communication center. Yeah, you know, because they they sort of say it's the latest one online. And it's obviously doing something, so is it just like a relay station, I suppose? Then? Yeah, it's a planetary version of what Blake was going to do with Star 1. You get rid of Star yeah. 1, you lose control. Here on Helotrix, you get rid of the Magnetrix terminal. The Federation can't operate on the planet, you know? Yeah, because we don't... What we see of the world, it doesn't really feel like they're fighting to free this planet. Because there's not a lot there, is there? There's not a lot worth fighting for. And there's there. not many groups, mm. as we find out later. No, um, I think it, they mentioned that this is the last... Yeah, the last one operating. Last, yeah. Two of them have cleared off. They've had enough and yeah. gone up to, into the mountains. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Yeah, you say we don't see much of this world. I mean, the first part we see of it... Um, I th- I didn't think it was a quarry um, um, when, when you see Igon walking along. It looks like a marsh. It does look like a marsh. Or a yeah. river estuary, but it's not. It's, a, it's actually a sand pit. Yeah, just a flooded A flooded quarry. sand pit. So yeah. is a sand pit a quarry? Would you say a sandpit's a quarry? I, 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 I generally think of a quarry as somewhere you're quarrying stone from, but then I suppose sand is just very small. Yes. Very, very small, small bits of rocks. stone. Small rocks, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. But anyway, it, it, it makes a nice change to see something a, a little bit different from your usual, you know, Betchworth quarry with loads of yeah. chalk everywhere. The, um, the location shooting, I mean, there's not, not a lot of it, but what we do have which is almost it's like the battle later and that, is really nicely done. Mm. Um, it, but that just, again, throws the horrendous interiors into stark It's relief. jarring, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You're supposed to believe these are two places, uh, the, 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 the yeah. same place, just a bit further down the and road. It's not. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. When, it, when it goes yeah. on set, it, it's like a jungle planet. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, we get a jungle from nowhere. But it's almost like the the... The external bits in the marsh stroke sandpit stroke quarry are like almost Star Wars ish, and everything's dirty, yep. everything's lived in. And then you go inside and everything's sticky back plastic and tinfoil. Yeah, it's Planet of Evil style jungle yes. planet, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but in it, the original. It doesn't match well. No, but in the original script, everything was set in the city. There was no outside oh, right. thing. It was all in the city. But I, I guess, you know, budget yeah. reasons, you can't I, create a city. Yeah, I remember reading the. Um, Trevor Hoyle novelization uh, in Scorpio Attack because I think it's one of the episodes mm-hmm. in it, and I th- I'm sure there's there's much more to like, or or just when I read it, I was impressionable, but there's much more to Hunter swimming, you know, dangerous. Yeah, I remember under, that. Yeah, you know. yeah, because you don't see an awful lot because he does say yeah. later on, doesn't he? You know, there's two points where, uh, you know, you can get air and uh, yeah. and and the other guy says it's total darkness. That, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that, that, there's one of his lieutenants there, a guy called Avendir. Yes. Do, do you recognise Avendir? I didn't recognise him, no. He's quite good. He's, again, all, all the rebels are quite... Even the... Uh, um, is it Elgin? Elgin? Whatever his name is. Igin. Igin, that's him. Um, he, even he's pretty good, isn't mm. it? They're all, they're all giving it their all yeah. without going over the top. Yeah. That Avendir, the guy who plays yeah. Avendir, he's the guy who played Biggles. In, oh, in, in the film. In, in the Biggles the movie, film. yeah. Yeah, God, he didn't go on too much, did no. he? Big square, <laughs> square jaw guy. I went to cinema to see that. I must be about the only person. I think you. I, we yeah. didn't even show it. It, it, it was. Did you know? No, oh. no, we never even got it. Yeah. Yeah. But there Awful he is. Film. Yeah, not good. Um, Avendir, yes, he, he he's keeping yeah. watch with this whacking great big walkie-talkie thing. 
Um, I don't know what that is. It, it looks like it's a hinge or something like that. You, you haven't got any idea yeah. what that might no, be. No, I, I didn't recognise it. It looked. It didn't look like it was totally made up. In the, I don't mean it's a walkie-talkie, but it looks like they've used something that existed and made it into a, a device. Because mm. you can sort of, sometimes you can tell if something's completely made from scratch. You you know you can sort of tell it doesn't look quite right, but this is definitely something. It's a bit of machinery yeah. or something, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. something off of something. Yeah, it's probably fell off the van. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then we see Hunda um, yes. um, in this uh, sand pit, and bloody hell, it looks freezing. He does. He breaks from Hunda cover. Oh, very good. Very good. How many can we have a Hunda tally? A Hunda pun tally. (laughs) Yes. As I'm uh, putting this together, I'll 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 count them up. All right. Excellent. Hunda cover. Oh God, (laughs) Struthian. Come on, Central. Avenir speaking. Post three. Tell Hunda that Eigen is coming back. Hello, Post three. This is Hunda. Is Eigen alone? As far as I can see. Right. Hold him where he is. Tell him to take cover. And I'll send an escort party for him as soon as it gets dark. Yeah, he and their weapons, I, I mentioned before, their weapons also look like... I, again, I watched it today. I still can't work out whether it's a sterling or not. No, that he's using. no, 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 no. I know, no. I know exactly what it is because I researched the heck out of this because ah, I've well made done. one. Um, and uh, yeah, I've done a studio recreation. Um, oh. And uh, no, it's not sterling. It's cheaper than that because, of course, it's season four. They've got no money. Yeah. It's the uh, the toy Star Wars Stormtrooper blaster. Is it? Yes. Which was based on a based sterling. on a sterling. All hey. right, all right. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, but that's what it is. Um, as I say, I've researched it, and I've oh, I've right. got my own. I'll put the photos on Facebook. What what you basically you've got there is yes, that's the toy Stormtrooper blaster yeah. with two lengths of pipe on along the top. Okay, one inside yeah. the other. Okay, and and. And that was easy enough to recreate. Uh, I got I got the toy blaster off of eBay dead cheap. Just went down the B&Q, got some plumbing pipe. But there's something on the far end, which is, I suppose, supposed to be the targeting bit. And yeah. it looks almost like a grenade or something stuck on the end. It's got fins. It's got four fins. Whatever it is, could, it's got four could fins. It could have been a toy grenade. Yeah. It could have been. But what I did, I just got some plastic cards, some thick plastic card, yeah. and, uh, and just glued that on. As I say, I'll, I'll put pictures on yeah uh, i think on, it would be Facebook. interesting to see that yeah. yeah so yeah so i was partially right isn't it weird though that we we keep saying that they use things that you can't get hold of now that's probably if the, it'd probably been easier to get a real sterling and convert mm. it than to get an original star wars toy but but of course back then yeah. you just went down woolworths you could, you? yeah yeah well it's it, i mean it has been re-released hasn't it it, it was really re-released as a batman toy that's right yeah 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 because yeah, i bought one and took all the sonic bits off of it and sprayed it black as a store as a Star Wars mm, mm. gun, because yeah, you could just buy them for like five, six quid. Yeah, um, and of course, you know, the BBC would were using that blaster all yeah. over the place. Do you remember in the uh, in the two Ronnies, the worm that turned? Yes, yeah. Where you had all those women in the in that in it, yeah. Yeah, that were almost mutoids, weren't they? Except they were in hot yeah. pants. They all had uh, st- stormtrooper blasters, but also I've. I've they did it again in Blake 7, and that was the first time I actually converted one, and that was Blake's bounty hunter gun in Blake. Yeah. It's a Stormtrooper there a, blaster. There was a... Um, I watched a YouTube video a while back, and it was... A, it was totally... We're going off topic again, but... And this was a... So it was... It was um, a guy, and he was looking at a uh, softcore... Por- soft porn... 
softcore porn mm. 70s film and it was made just after star wars had finished shooting and they used all of the the some of the costumes and all of the weaponry from star wars no this, way really yeah, yeah i i see if it was um oh it was i'm trying to think who it was the uh i i, I, I watch the guy's channel all the time he um but he yeah he reviewed it and he every time it came on and, and you can see like the Princess Leia blast when that's used in it, and they're throwing these things about stormtrooper blasters. So what did they just costumes. borrow them and then they, they put yeah, them back well, without anybody? Because that blaster well, still exists. Yeah, presumably it would have been. I imagine it was shot in a very short amount of time, and they probably just they were on set. I mean, it could have been done when it was being filmed, I suppose. Every night yeah, after the after after everyone gone home. Yeah, yeah, it could could well have been, but. Um, it, wow. was, it was interesting to see. I'll see if I can find the link uh, for it for you. And I'll, uh, although, should I be sending you links to softcore <laughs> pornography? I, don't I won't be putting it up on the Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah you'll get you'll get bad. I'll, I'll be under arrest. Like, yeah, you'll be. Oh, oh. well done, well done. <laughs> um, put that on the list. Yep. But isn't it? But this happened all the time, wasn't it? That that stuff got used in other yes shows, weaponry and that because they didn't think that it would be scrutinised. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, once you've built a weapon, mm. once you've got a gun, it's yeah, it's ideal. You know, the amount of times we've said they've used different things in Doctor Who and backwards and forwards. Mm, and, mm, 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 you know, mm. the, the famous sonic screwdriver was a Thunderbird's prop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, Hunda, yeah, there he is with his rifle, looking freezing cold. And yeah, it does look, does look particularly cold. Oh, poor guy. And he tells Avander to to signal Eigen to stay put, and they'll send folk yes. to get him when it's dark. Yeah. See, he's he's clever, isn't he, old uh, mm. old Hunda? Yeah. Um, because he he realizes that they could be tracking him. Mm. Yeah. 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 For a geology teacher, he's quite canny, isn't he? He is. He's yeah. He's taken to um, guerrilla warfare very well. Yes, I think. but of course we don't know how long. Um, you know, this has been going on. Yeah, you know. It, I mean, I'm presuming it's been going on a while. Because Avon says, doesn't he, that it, it, it took years to pacify the helots when the first yeah. Federation first occupied, and now you know they got that they got that they won their independence, and now the Federation are back. So. Presumably, yeah, Hunda was there in that first overthrowing of the Federation. Yeah, because what's really interesting is, and I don't know whether this is just the writers not really used the right word, or whatever, but Avon twice refers to the Federation as the Empire. Yes, yeah. So was it, before the political Federation took over, was it an empire with an emperor? Mm. And, you know, because generally you've got to have an emperor to have an empire or an empress. Mm. Um but yeah, he 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 says they. Uh, he's quite surprised, isn't he, when he when he realizes what planet's from? Because he thinks the the Helots, like you say, they they had won independence mm. from the Empire mm. originally, uh, and he couldn't understand why that the planet was falling so quickly, mm. Mm. so easily. I like the way he says so so easily so easily. easily. So easily. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I, I love the way he says to Avendir, Sig signal Eigen to stay put. And he does it with this 70s rubber torch um, in broad daylight. Daylight, yeah. Mm, mm. I, yeah, not not the best of signals. No, I like Avendir's curvy rifle, talking about rifles. Yes. I've, I've thought about making one of them, but you need to carve a, a piece of wood, I think, to actually get that right. Well, I mean, you can carve a bit of wood. No, oh, I can't I mean, be bothered. 
can't be no, bothered. Oh, fair enough. All right. yeah. um, so we got a fast. Plastic season. Yes, indeed. Yes, I am Mr. Plastic. Um, so we got to fast forward to nightfall and I get yes. being blown up in a very Monty Python way. That's the Monty. <laughs> that's the Monty Python explosion sound effect, yes. isn't it? It's, yeah. It's we've yeah. They use this a few times in Blake Seven, don't they? Where it's if you if you're a fan of Monty Python, um, you you know this. Right, just random explosions in a woodland. You know scene. the explosion <laughs> yeah. cloud, and you know the sound yep. effect. Yes, um, and presumably it could have been the same special effects guys. More than likely, yes. Yeah, mm. it's only a few years after Monty yeah. Python. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hunder's gutted because it should have been him. He, he, he's gutted that Igin's dead. Um, yes, but you know, haven't. De- yeah, again, very Blake. Yes, sensibility. But this time, you you believe it with Hunda. I never really believe when Blake used to say things like it should have been me, and you think, nah, you don't really believe that, Blake. Mm, mm. But yeah, you do with this yeah. guy. And you've got to fast forward again to Hunda talking to his men, all six of them. You yes. only ever see six. There's, I mean, it's Hunda's seven. There's Hunda and six others. Yeah. So instead of Blake seven, it's Hunda's well, seven. Was this a? Could this have been a gritty spin-off? Yes, I don't think it's deliberate. I don't mm. think it's intentional. No. You know, to draw this parallel, it's just they only had six extras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those Star Wars guns not cheap, are no. they? I mean, there's an inference that there are more. He said, take the column and everything, but you only ever other see six all in all. Yeah. Um, and he, he says you've got to lie in wait and and spring this trap when the Federation come out to uh, check the casualties. They'll push out a patrol to check our casualties, so you'll have a chance to catch them in the open for once. Now, bait the ground well, and then deploy the rest of the column beyond post three. Any questions? We'll be in the open, too. If they send in gunships, we'll be cut to pieces. Take them by surprise. Hit hard, and they'll have no time to call gunships. And then you get out again fast, all right? Prisoners? We don't take prisoners. You should be in command. I'm passing command to you, Hask. Take over the column till I get back. Hunda. Why did you think again? Do you have to go? Yes. If I'd have gone last time, Eigen would still be alive. And you might be dead. Look, we're losing this war. But if we can destroy the Magnatrix Terminal, we may still have a chance, and it's our only chance. There are plenty of others. I'm willing to try. You're not a geologist. We need to know the exact point where we can start the shaft, how long it's going to take, what sort of equipment will be required, and a dozen other questions that only an expert can decide. How are you going to get into the city? We haven't found an entrance yet that isn't covered. That's true. They probably got Eigen on their detector screens before he got 50 yards. I'm going to swim in under the reactors. I doubt if they thought of that. I doubt it too. That's an impossible swim, Hunter. 50 meters underwater in almost total blackness. You'll never make it. I think I can. There are two places along that cooling system where it's possible to surface. And as long as I keep my face to the current, I shall be heading in the right direction. All right, Hask, you take over now. Get the panel moving. Yeah, so again, sort of a bit a bit violent, but very clever. I also... I like, yeah, I like that they're, they're using tactics that would work in the real world that, you know, guerrilla fighters do use. Mm, mm. I also like how there's talk of gunships, but of course we never yeah. see them. Never see them. You never see a Federation gunship. You never see Federation tanks. In some of the big yeah. Finnish stories, you know, there are, uh, uh, um, you, you, you know, Blake is in, inside a Federation tank, you know, and it's like, yeah. nah, we just had that golf buggy, didn't we? Yes. Um, you, you know, though, if you had a seen it, if you had just seen a Federation gunship, it would have been awful. Mm. It would have been a video effect overlaid onto a piece of film. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm getting an image of that in Blake in the last one where you've got those gunships which yeah. shoot down the Scorpio and they're like, you know, plastic plates. Yeah, they look terrible. Yeah. So perhaps it's good that we don't see it. It's a very um, unusual script, this one, isn't it? It's not, it doesn't quite fit into the Blake 7 universe that we know of. Mm. But it's not, it's not far enough out that you'd go, actually, you know, yeah. no one's seen the program. Mm. But it's. Yeah, it it speaks a good game. So on audio, it sounds really good. Yeah. You can you can picture these battles being amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's he's given the job of all this to a guy by the name of Hask, because he's yes. got to go off and see uh, if they can blow up the terminal. Um, it's the only way of winning. Again, that's a Blake line. Very Blake yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if this was. Do you think this was deliberate that he's sort of a he's a he's a Blake fallen from grace sort of thing. Mm. Blake would have got along yeah. well with him, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah. Well, I think I, I don't know. Would it? Would they have been too similar? Mm. So, know? do you think Hunda could have um, gone on to the Liberator instead of Tarrant? Yeah. I. Oh, now there's a, there's a nice thought. <laughs> yeah, I think he would have. I think he would have. He would have fitted in better. Mm. Mm. Well, he's going to swim in under these reactors. And, yeah. and yes, it, it's described, but we don't really see that much because you see him in some water with some dry ice going around, and, and he's got this like nifty red frog suit on and a backpack. Um, and uh, so that's that. So we we know he's on his way. We've got to fast forward f- even further to oh dear, here we go. Um, this is the studio filming. You've got this bunch of citizens. Um, that's supposedly outside, but it's like it's ju- like a jungle setting. It, it's an unrealistic grassy knoll. It is. It? It's terrible. It, it's it's not big. No. It's almost like this should have been filmed externally. It looks like a stage. Yeah. It's like they're up on a on yeah. a village hall stage. Yes. That, uh, yeah, you're right. It's exactly. It's like someone's doing Robin Hood. It's like a little panto. And thing. this is Sherwood Forest. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah. there's a painting in the background. You can see the the, yeah. the, the, the these air ducts opening things that we've seen that they used actually on location in this sandpit didn't they and that somebody's painted them in the background so you're supposed to believe this is just down the road it doesn't it's not convincing at all no no um yeah and uh and and you've got orac talking that that that, they they have so little money they can't afford to pay somebody to do this voiceover saying attention citizens this census is taking place it's aurac it's peter tudnam in his aurac voice just gone a little bit nasally yeah there's no disguise in it whatsoever Mm. Mm. although i suppose aurac was he did farm out work to the uh uh helatrix computer didn't he so perhaps perhaps it is aurac perhaps this is aurac playing games Oh, could be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, but, and they just... He wants talent to get yeah. caught. Because this is daft, because they're just standing around. They're, they're, they're just yeah. not doing anything. They're just standing there, you know? Yeah, it's... Because well, they can't move, because the set really looks about six foot square. Yeah, yeah. Which is not not a good set that you want to base a major battle right. in. right. And and you've got a Federation trooper there. It's a season four Federation mm. trooper, and that means sparkly belt, doesn't it? Yes. Oh yes. Ooh. Everyone's got very sparkly belts. In this yeah. Way. And he's got what looks like a bit of scaffolding for a weapon, this pacification weapon that they're going to be using soon. Um, and Taran and Adana there are there too. I think this is the first time ever on this show where we we've, we've talked about things and not really spoken about our main cast. Yes. Well, we covered the main cast really with the lights one, one, didn't we? Yeah, with the lights one. But they, I think it's also the fact that they, 
there's not really anything interesting going on with Dana and Tarrant in this. Mm. They they they've gone down, but it's they're not the interesting part. No, no, and and it is all a bit off. Everything's off. Um, yeah. um, like you, you you keep saying on audio, it works all right, but oh, yeah. because they're there, and uh, he says, "Well, let's try over there." Right, and then for some bizarre reason, you get this trooper. He comes running in, crouched, stops, and runs off again. Yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, what? what? It's very badly done. Who directed this episode? It's very badly directed. It's really clumsy, isn't it? And Dana says they're going to have to go through him, but that's when Honda pops up. Yeah, just pops up. Yes. (laughs) So I wouldn't do that if I was you, friends. Yeah. And they go off and they hide under some cobwebs. We'll have to go through him. That's what they're expecting, friends. Follow me. If you want to stay alive. We'll lie low till the check's over. What's the check for? Catching people like us. The unadapted. Unadapted? What do you mean? You're off-worlders. Who are you? You got us right the first time. We're friends of anyone fighting the Federation. Now, what's this about people like us being unadapted? Again, it's very Monty Python. You remember, like, they'd start a sketch, and then suddenly Eric Idle would sidle in as the nudge-nudge man yeah. and just start sort of over-putting over over, over himself into the conversation. And this is like this. It's like, what? Mm. Mm. <laughs> It's, mm, it's, it's, mm. um, he knows they're off welders, um, yes. and that they're unadapted because they're not covered in shit. Mm, yeah, <laughs> another Monty Python. Um, yeah, yeah and, and then we go to his six men who are pretending to be dead. Um, yes. nice long shots of their outfits. Um, you, you know, if you were thinking of making one, mm. I mean, yeah, I'd like to say the outfits are very good. I'm not thinking they. The, the costume design on these guys is really nice. Mm, mm. And you've got a bunch of adapted helots who are coming yes. along, um, and uh, Hask blows a school whistle by the looks of it. Uh, not very sci-fi. Usually you've got a sci-fi noise or something superimposed. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't whir or anything. It's not, not very good. Mm. We, like, we prefer our whistles to whir. We do, we do. <laughs> or at least light up. They could have overlaid the yeah. blue f- light a star on whistle. Yeah. Yes. A space a whistle. Space whistle. And we've got a fight amongst the puddles next. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm. Um, and when we go back to this like jungle setting, uh, the rubbish troopers uh, catch a helot wearing Avon season two outfit. Yeah. I thought of you as soon as I saw that. It's all oh, that's yeah. his killer outfit. I that it annoys me, but then I can also rationalise it that perhaps it was a, a an off the shelf number, mm. and it was like he'd been to the same store. You can sort of. Mm. In reality, of course, they just run out of budget again. They have, yep, yep. And uh, they zap him with that scaffolding, and he's immediately yeah. pacified. Um, yeah. I do- Which, again, we we said that their explanation doesn't really fit the effect we see, does it? No, on the, no. On the show. i tell you what I, I noticed, um, now, now a Federation trooper, is you have a nice long shot of this Federation guy as they lead him away. And it's quite clearly uh, obvious that uh, they've gone to a different supplier for the Halo material 
yeah. the material yeah. is completely yeah. different and uh, they're not using a tea strainer anymore i don't know what they're using it's almost like a, a mini colander it also almost looks like oh, a colander. I, I didn't know i'll have to go and have a look well, at no, it well no i screen grabbed it and uh yeah. and so that will be in the uh the photo folder when this episode yeah. comes out but yeah no it's quite clearly not a tea strainer anymore mm. and you've got different material for the halo hmm yeah i mean again you can rationalize it and say that it's different different arms of the surface or um you know a later issue of equipment from a different manufacturer but again we just know them they they they've used up all their uh halo equipment uh, halo plastic and thought who bought that last time? Sid. Oh, he's not here yeah, anymore. Yeah. Oh, just go and get something. Yeah, yeah. Now, for the first time uh, on this episode, we're actually now going to have a clip with Avon and Villa. Um, we've, we've only been having Hunda up till yeah. now because um, Villa's arguing that they must leave. What did I say? Didn't I tell you Tarrant would blow it? We don't know that for certain. Right now, he's probably strung up by the ears while they thread red-hot filaments through his nerve centres, if he's got any. Then it'll be, where do you come from? How do you get here? Are there any more at home like you? For pity's sake, Avon, get this ship moving while we still have a chance. Slave, I want an infrared surface sweep every 30 seconds. Immediate notification of any launchings. At once, master. That'll be too late. I don't think so. We can't be sure that anything has happened to them. Maybe it just wasn't convenient for them to answer. Right, like their arms are being pulled out at the shoulders. Villa, until we are attacked, we are staying. Blake would have been proud of you, you know. I know, but then he never was very bright. Yes, he's Villa's once again the voice of reason. Yep, and Avon wants to stay put, and I love the whole Blake would have been proud of you. Yes, he, he says it, to Avon. Again, this is, this is something that animals didn't have, which is decent. Avon Villa. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I like Avon's comeback of, uh, I know, but he was never very bright. Yes. Yes, that's nice. It is, it's really nice. And it's not, we we seldom get this in season four, do we, where the old style banter. Mm, mm, mm. It's nice when we do that. Back to Hunda. Uh, um, Darren and Tana are now uh, in helot clothes. Yes. Um, And uh, um, Taran is wearing the studded outfit. Yeah, so now Tarrant's wearing Avon's. But he hasn't he hasn't things. got it off of that guy who's been pacified because he's been taken away. So somebody else is wearing this black studded outfit. Yeah. You see him you see him on the floor. Uh, the, 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 this man and woman are, are, are bound and gagged, aren't they? So 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 perhaps this does fit with what I said. It's an off the shelf. This is this is the equivalent of a top shop coat. So I, I, are we to assume that the reason they've got changed is because they are meant to be disguised as helots? Yeah, well, the, the trouble is, the helots are not wearing anything that's got a uniform no, look. No, that's what I was just about to say. So there's there's nothing in this that makes it, you'd go, oh, that's helot clothing, that, what they were wearing before. It's not like the guards are going to recognise them as, oh, that's the that's the uniforms that the Blake 7 people no. wear. It's, I, I don't know why they even bothered, no. to be honest. No, I don't know. It is in the script. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something yeah. about that on, in behind the scenes. Um, the, the, that outfit doesn't suit Taron. It's, it's not that it doesn't yeah. suit him. It doesn't fit him. It's too tight. He's obviously yeah, bigger well, than Paul Darrow. Yeah, Paul Darrow was a, a small man, as we know, we, from yes. having seen his uh, actual clothing. And size I eight. Got the feeling that size eight. Mm. Boots, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, if anyone knows what size talent was, mm. you know, keep it to yourself. <laughs> but, but I imagine Stephen Pacey does look like, even when he stood next to Avon, he looks. He, I mean, he's not bulky, bulky, but he's definitely bigger. Yes. Yeah. What made him think that it would be all right? I don't. I don't know. Do you think Avon was meant to go down? That would have been funny seeing a season four Avon yeah. back in the studded outfit, wouldn't it? 
we were and we had a little nostalgic thrill. Can you imagine the photo comparison? Because he, he yeah. still had pretty much his pudding bowl haircut in in season yeah. two, and now he's full on bouffant in season four. Yeah, that would have been interesting actually. But yeah, I I wonder if it was written with talent, but I. Nothing, nothing sort of fits, does it? You can't get any logic. It might not have fitted Paul Darrow. You know, it might be a no, case of you know true, Captain yeah. Kirk in in season one. Yeah. Compared to Captain Kirk in season three, he's definitely wearing the corset, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they, uh, they those uniforms. I know they shrunk. They, they needed letting out, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Hunda's got a date with lights. Ooh. Mm. These are friends. Dana, Tad, they're from Earth. Enemies of the Federation. Have you any news at the other columns? Nothing good. Two has been practically wiped out. One and three have suffered heavy casualties and pulled back into the White Mountains to regroup. So mine is the only unit still functioning. And you can expect to come under heavy attack in the next few days. The general is getting impatient. Yes, well, we beat off their last attack, shot down two gunships. I heard. How did you get into the city? <laughs> I swam in under the reactors. Well, I'm sorry you took such a risk to hear bad news. Well, that isn't why I came. I wanted to see how far the flood level's fallen. Why? I had hoped we could tunnel in from the lower city and lay mines under the Magnetrix terminal, but the floodwater's too high. In the early days of the fighting, we blew the reservoirs. The terminal is their communication center. If we could knock it out, they'd be isolated. Well, couldn't you infiltrate an assault group, or is it too heavily defended? <sighs> it's not defended, but the city's sealed off. What is it? Sealed off? About a hundred years ago, they sealed off the old monorail. wonder if you could find it. I know where it runs. It's still shown on the plans. You could bring an army in through there, right into the heart of the city. You're right. We could destroy the terminal and their command HQ in one strike. We'll win this war yet. We find out that, you know, this, this resistance group of Hunda has no contact with any other resistance groups. Yeah, they haven't really... I mean, I know different resistance cells in, like, uh, World War Two France would purposefully not know of each mm. other so that if one group gets compromised it doesn't compromise everything but you wonder how they're going to free a planet yes yes <laughs> if they're not coordinating anything well you've got to unify at some point yeah. if you're going to do you, you the, the whole planet. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know it's like you know uh the dark ages you know the, the, the whole myth of king arthur was he unified yeah. all these factions to fight off the saxon invaders you know yeah you can't you can't just keep going with your six men and yes nothing else <laughs> it does make a little bit of a the fact that we we find out that lights is the the traitor mm. of the title or one of them and that he's been he's he's like a double agent and he's been friends with the uh with hundo and his group and it may you think you couldn't have wiped him out by now mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I I wonder how Hunda found out about Lights, or Lights found out about Hunda. Yeah. How does that conversation start? How do they meet each other? Yeah, perhaps they just met. Perhaps they met in Topshop, you... going to buy one of these outfits. They were out of stock, because they're popular. Mm. Got to chat in. I can't remember. It's ages since we uh, did the Lights episode, and I certainly haven't listened to it yeah. again. What, is Lights a helot? I don't... I, 
I, I know we discussed it, but I don't know whether we came to it. I think our, our consensus was that he probably isn't. I know the president-to-be was a... Is definitely well, a hell, was a hell, of, hell of, yeah. Because um, I was thinking maybe he might have yeah. been a, a, a teacher as well. Mm, could could be. Perhaps uh, perhaps he was the um, PE teacher. He looks like a PE yeah, teacher. School, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, well, H- Hunda tells Lights all about you know his plan of blowing up the terminal. And that's when yep. Light suggests that uh, Hunda brings his army in along the old monorail. And monorail! Because yeah. nobody would have thought about that. Why would nobody have thought about that? <laughs> Walking yeah. along the tracks of a monorail. You know, that's, a, that, that's an easy way into the city. Why yeah. would nobody have thought about that? That's a bit yeah, bloody why, obvious. When, when you're planning... Well, it's, it's the same as in Aliens, isn't it? When they... they plan out all block up everything and don't think oh it's a suspended ceiling we haven't blocked that <laughs> so perhaps it's just you know these people are idiots but yeah you would think that if they were looking at how are we going to make this um this terminal secure well there's a whacking great monorail going mm. into it oh we haven't used it in 10 years no one's going to worry about mm. that then mm. yeah it's a bit yeah it's stretching silly. a bit yeah a bit silly yeah. <laughs> yeah all right well we've got to fast forward again uh to the quarry and yes, uh, uh, quarry. yeah and uh, quarry stroke sandpit stroke Whatever. Yeah, and Hunda's six. They're trying to find the monorail yes. entrance, but they're, they're warned by Tarrant and Dana that it's all a trap because we've had all the whole um, Dave Ross and everything by now, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. yeah, he's he's been and gone, and he's told them that Lights is a double agent. Mm. So they then... Do they tell Hunda? I can't remember. I, I only listened to it this morning. Um, but yeah, so they, they know that it's going to be a trap, don't they, that this monorail is... Uh, is is not the the way in that they think it's going exactly. to Exactly. The raid's off. Why? We've been tricked. Lights is a double agent. If you go into that monorail, you're good as dead. But you could go in where we came out. We'd be picked off before we got anywhere near the terminal. Hunde, if you issue your men with these, you'll have a fighting chance. What are they? Some new drug that counters the effects of their medical lasers. The attack is off. Um, uh, They give Hunda that spice jar filled with the hundreds and thousands, which I'd forgotten about. Um, And they set off to the back door because they got out through a back door, didn't they? Dave Ross's back door. Um, And and that's when we have the second unconvincing fight, this scrap in the jungle. Um, Oh, this is is embarrassing. Like I say, you imagine the stuntmen turned up on the day and went, where are we having this fight then, lads? Here. What? Here. <laughs> You're joking. And you can't yeah. move out a shot, and yeah. the camera can't move. Yeah. Oh, no, it, it, it's it's very poorly done, because you've got all this terrible editing. You've got the, it's intercutting with the reveal of Slear being Serverland and everything, yes. haven't you? It, it reminded me of of the old uh, William Hartnell-style fights you would get in early Doctor Who, because, again, they had very small sets and couldn't really do much with it. And it reminded me of that. It's a very BBC fight, this one. Mm. Mm, yeah, very BBC. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right. We do get the the reveal of Slear Stroke Serverland, and it is very clumsily handled. This whole fight is yes. clumsy. You, you know, you got lights getting duffed up, and you got cute copying it, and all this. Because um, yes. it's the first time we see Serverland since season three. Isn't yeah, it? this is meant to be a big first. shock moment yeah. that Serverland yeah. is still alive, despite the fact we've heard her voice yes. clearly and her silhouette. And a silhouette, uh, yeah, and a, f- a painting of it. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and that's it. I mean, the rest of this story, you know, yeah. we've covered in the Lights episode. Um, and we never see what happens to Hunda. I, I, I played it back no. twice. You have this fight, and then Dana and yep. Tarrant go off, and they go, that was Serverland, wasn't it? I'm sure that was her. You never, ever see what happened to Hunda. No, and, well, and I, I actually went and 
because I, I watched it this morning. Well, I listened to the, t- the end of it this morning. And I was like, oh, what happened to Hunda? I wonder if he dies in a fight. Watched it. No. Nope. No, you don't see him die in a fight. So then I went online and found the, the, like, the original script extracts. And it's like, nope, they don't mention him no. again. Brilliant. Well, so what do you think happened on, on this planet? Uh, do you think he, he, he couldn't have succeeded? They're the only unit, and it looks no. like there's seven of them. Yeah, and most of them probably got killed on that, on that battle just in the then. jungle. Yeah, yeah. I um, I hope he gave up and went back to teaching. Mm. You know, I think he just gave up. I imagine he was meant to have died in that battle, but it's so badly um, uh, directed. Do you think if the Federation caught him, they would have just pacified him? They would have killed him, yes. or would they done a Blake thing and tried to brainwash him into well, re- renouncing everything? Yeah, well, this it this is this is where it's interesting because well, so I watched Animals by accident, but there's there's lots of bits in that that tie into this and the whole of the season four Federation plot thing, and like in that, they they've now got aversion therapy to the point where twenty seconds talking with Sir yes. Man and she can get she's a master hypnotist, watching. isn't she? In that yeah. one, <laughs> and and with Pileen Fifty as well in it, there's no need to ever kill anyone ever again. No. That's just wasting resources. So yeah, I think if they'd have found him, they would have just um, uh, what what do they call it? Not treatment, pacification. Um, yeah, they would have done that to him and sent him back out mm. to say, "Okay, lads, we're actually not gonna be fighting this rebellion because it's a silly thing." Well, it's just like, and we're gonna give. It's up. like Eigen at the beginning, just gullibly yeah. believing that they would let him go. Yeah. You know that would that that would have been Hunter's fate, I think. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if. If if this drug is working as well as it is, and as we see it, the Federation should have won in record time. Mm. They, there should be no doubt as to what was going. It don't matter what, uh, what you know, uh, liaisons and and treaties that Avon and that comes up with, because at that point you've no longer got any enemies. No. Everyone's for the Federation. Mm. Universal peace breaks Indeed, out. universal peace. I don't know if there's been any fan fiction uh, written. I'm sure there must be somewhere. Know. Somebody's written Hunders, you know. Is, there, is, it, is anyone writing any fan fiction about season four? Oh, there's got to be someone. Mm. Someone yeah. somewhere, yeah. Some, someone's favourite character somewhere is Hunder. Isn't yes, it? somebody somewhere. It's cute. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, true. Mm. Uh, but they could have been drunk when they were thinking that. They, yeah. they could be under the influence. Oh, trying to yeah, get well one done. more in. Yeah, I like it. I like right. It. Uh, all right. So behind the scenes. All right. You said about the original script. Uh, yeah, the original script by uh, Robert Holmes. I- instead of yeah. being called Traitor, it was called A Land Fit for Helots. Yes, which is a lovely uh, punny mm. Robert Holmes title. Yes, and this was before you know uh, Jan Chappelle had decided to to quit. So Kelly was actually yep. in it. Um, Scorpio was called Nighthawk in Ooh. this script. Uh, very, that, that's very almost Thunderhawks, isn't it? Uh, Terrorhawks yeah, sort of that, thing. It's a bit Jerry Anderson. No. And, and Zenon Base was called Eagle Base. So there's a bird mm. thing going on. Yeah, definitely definitely uh, a feathery connection mm. there. Uh, Tarrant and Dana didn't uh, steal the helot clothing. They teleport down wearing it. Now, if that had been the black-studded outfit, that means that Avon would have kept that <laughs> when the Liberator yeah. um, uh, was destroyed. Somehow, also, he spirited that if, off. Yeah. If that is Helot clothing, does that mean that at some point the Liberator encountered the Helots? Or the original crew of the Liberator yeah, went to the yeah, Helots, and yeah, that was not... in that dressing-up room. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Slave wasn't in it. Slave hadn't been uh, uh, developed by this point oh, in the original was, was race. Slave a late... Uh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. His cool. lines were actually Aurax. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, now, in the original uh, Bob Holmes script, uh, the Scorpio was described as being 40 miles above the surface. But uh, in, in that script, it's been crossed out. Miles has been crossed out, and Chris Boucher uh, has put in spatials. Quite uh, right. We don't like it when they use miles. But, right, when the camera script uh, was uh, produced, it was miles again. And uh, spatials is never, ever mentioned again in, in the show after that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. We were saying about um, the, uh, you, you know, Blake would have been uh, proud of you line by, by, yeah. by Villa. In the original script, there were actually three references to Blake, right? There was this one, the only one that was actually, you know, you know yeah. filmed. But there was another one um, um, had Villa saying, you're getting worse than Blake used to be. You're turning into a hero, Avon, right? That's quite Yeah, nice to which Avon replies, uh, when the occasion demands. Mm, that would have been nice to leave that in. Is this? I read somewhere on the script this morning that this is the only mention of Blake other than in Blake. Mm, for yes, season four. yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now the other, the other one. It's a bit, it's a bit uh, wordy. I've got, I've got it here. Right. The, the, the other one says Avon says Villa is not a, at his best hanging around. He's an action man. And, and then Villa says, I'll tell you what kind of man I am, Avon. I'm a running man, the way you used to be before you caught terminal Blakeitis. I like mm. that. Ah, but I think that would we're good. not over because Sulin then interjects and says, I suppose it isn't possible that you and Blake do have something in common after all. And Avon says, no, it isn't. We're different in every way possible. Sulin, for instance, Avon, for instance, I survived, he didn't. You can see Paul Darrow delivering yep. that line, yep. can't you? That that's, that would have been really Why did they nice. not film that? Why yeah, did they why not film got, that bit? They could have cut out Dave Ross completely and we could have had some lovely Avon yeah. Sulin. Oh I don't as a three Yeah, scene. I don't I don't I don't like the Blakeitis line. Uh no, that might have had to been refined but, but that's nice. I survived, yeah. he didn't, you know? You could have you could have, if they hadn't used the other line, you could have had instead of Blakeitis saying you've got uh, a terminal case of heroism. Or yeah, like that. yeah, 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 yeah. But see, Robert Holmes, he's, he's, he's good at dialogue. He's bloody good, wasn't he? Yeah, um, mm. yeah. It's a sand pit. The the location. It, right, it's yeah. called either Binigar or Bingar uh, Heath Sand Pits in in Wareham in Dorset. Okay. Um, and then we've got Hunda himself, uh, Robert Morris. Okay, very good actor. Uh, very convincing as Hunda. Um, yeah, he's, he's very believable. Yeah, and he's one of these actors who I know from two things. Usually a, a lot of the guest actors or Blake Seven uh, characters, I know only from Blake Seven because I've just watched them and listened to them yeah. and, it's, and, and it's gone in. But I do know him from from uh, from something else. Do you? Do you know him from something else? I, he, he seemed familiar, but again, I don't know just the fact that I've watched this episode a few times. Right. Now. Well, he's he's got quite a small genre tally. He's only got a genre tally of five. All right. Oh. Um, the first one, like like with so many people, uh, the Avengers. He starts having the yeah. Avengers. The second thing he was in is the other thing that I know him from, and that's from Frankenstein Created Woman, oh, where right. he played Hans mm. in that. Um, and l- 
I'd have to go and rewatch it. Yeah, I, I mean, what 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 year was that? Was about sixty-seven, wasn't it? Sixty-seven. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, so so this is a, a good fourteen years later, but he looks exactly the same. His hairstyle is exactly the same yeah. in that. Um, and another thing uh, he was in that um, is one of your favourite films, actually. But um, I, I guess he's a background person. I don't. I, I can't off the top of my head uh, think of him in it. He, he was in Quite a Mass in the Pit. Oh, right. Did it say what Yeah, Watson. But I think he's just oh. one of the soldiers, that one of yeah. the sappers down in the, uh, d- down in the London Underground. I, I haven't watched Quake the Mass in the Pit since uh, you and I did that on Effectively Speaking. I'll have oh, to go right. back and watch that again and see if I can it's spot it. It's always worth re-watching it. Because, of course, it, if it's a film version, that's got Blake in it. This is very true. Yes, yes. Yeah, Who? It's a little connection. He's there, a soldier in that. Oh, no, no. He's one of the navvies, yeah, isn't he? He's one of the navvies at the beginning that pickaxes the thin layer of mud and the perfect uh, scientific skeleton <laughs> is just sat behind Wouldn't it, it be funny if yeah. Robert Morris was actually one of the, the navvies yeah. and you have actually got Blake and Hunda be, yeah. together in a scene? If it is, you've got to get that screen. I will. I will. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. I've, had, I've had my tea, I'm, I'm yeah. going to put that on. Um, and also, of course... Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, the guy that... Uh, you you went to a con to see uh it was in city of death oh julian glover julian glover yeah. he's in it as uh as he's the, the stuffy uh, up himself colonel, colonel. Yes, yes yes yeah 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 so well this which we're gonna have to do a, a quite a mass tally <laughs> <laughs> just in one in one on film, one film. Got, yes yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah all right well I'll, I'll put that on facebook as well yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, the the next genre thing, I mean, you know, Quite a Mass in the Pit is a superb film. Yes, that's that's worth several points. Yes, yes, yes. The next genre film he was in is could not be considered uh, superb. He's yeah. in the Green Slime. I, I really like. Do the you? Green slime. How the hell did he end up in the Green I have Slime? That no was a, idea. A Japanese American, American co-production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a soldier in the Green right. Slime. He must have been on holiday. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. That's a, have you ever seen that? Uh, once, a very, very long time yeah. ago. It's one of those things that looks great in photos, but when you, when, yes. when you watch it, it's like, oof. I, yeah, we, we both grew up with the, um, the books that showed yes. the, the, the stills the, from Dennis it. Gifford books, yeah. yeah. That's it, yeah. And I, I only got to watch it about six months ago, because uh, it was released in, on Blu-ray in the States. Oh, right. And um, man, I managed to get a, uh, <laughs> a digital copy of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and sat and watched it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love crappy japanese films mm. um but yeah it's not it's not a good film it's not as a kid I, i'd love to know what i would have made of it as a mm. kid because it's quite boring yeah i mean i used to pour over those books yeah. and study the pictures yeah. and the green slime yeah i mean yeah in a it photo it looks terrific one. yeah looks amazing yeah i think somebody's shooting at it with a bazooka or something in the background yes. it, it looks very voice at the bottom of the sea uh that that's still wouldn't it be interesting if the guy in the, the classic photo that's in everything is, is uh, robert morris yeah. I'm going to go and look at that after my tea as yeah. well. Yeah, and then his last thing is Blake Seven, so that's his five. Yeah, but I think that's a respectable five, isn't it? That's not. Yeah, there's some good ones in there. I mean, he might he might not be lead character in anything, but no, no, he was good. We've said this before. We said it about Doctor Belfryer. You know, the actor's yes. good, and it adds a bit more class. You, yeah, you, you know. Well, we, I think whoever was the casting director or whatever on Blake Seven did a really good job because we very seldom do we get people that are terrible i mean we've had like assassin. i knew you was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the go-to awful one but generally it, it's a good pool of 
talented British actors, isn't it? Yeah, when you consider what was just about to happen in Doctor Who, where you've got, you know, the likes of Ken Dodd appearing and Beryl. Can you imagine Ken Dodd in Blake 7? If J&T would have become producer, that would actually... I think I would have quit the show. That's a whole new idea to think about, is what would happen if... JNT would have done season That's five. an Elseworlds story, yeah. yeah. I mean, if that had happened, I mean, you know, I, I gave up on Doctor Who. Uh, I would have given yes. up on Blake Seven. As much as I dearly love Blake Seven, I think I would have walked away. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think season four, had I been a bit older, I'm, I think I accepted season four when it was first on because it was Blake Seven. Mm. But now you look back on it, it's so different. Mm-hmm to the rest of of the show that yeah i think had i watched it new when i was older you could have walked away I, yeah i think so yeah. i think i could mm. have. no i stayed with it because mm. i just wanted yeah. it to go back to what it was and it was just like just yeah. just in the hope that things would go back i mean you, you know in a couple of stories they're pretty good the last one you know is yeah. it, it is pretty terrific you know um but uh yeah all right um when we did lights um i don't think we yeah. started up the was it worth it no i don't think we did the was it worth it um, was it worth going to helitrix for this well i would i would say based on this evidence on the evidence in this episode yes but then based on the fact that we've several times now they say they haven't got a cure mm. for Pylene 50, despite the fact they have one in this episode, um, makes a bit of a mockery of it. Because, yeah, if they've got the cure for it, then that's brilliant. But if they had the cure and then Tarrant lost mm. it, <laughs> then no, it wasn't worth it. Because not, really, not a lot on the planet changes because they're no. there, does it? But also, you know, if they didn't go to the planet, they wouldn't know that Servalan was still alive. That's true. They do find out that Servalan's alive. That, gives let's Angon say it's a yes then, shall from. we? Yeah, right, so yes. yeah, I think it's a general All right. yes. Okay. All right. Okay, that's us at the end. Um, this is season four, so ne- next yeah. week is a special episode. And uh, it is a special episode, isn't it? Because uh, it's very we are going maximum power uh, next week. Yes. Mm. Yes. Hold your arms out. Just Thrust your groin and say maximum power. Did you do episode. that, by the way, at, at uh, the I, thing? I did, but I couldn't... Because I was in the Avon costume... Um, it hasn't got particularly mobile shoulders because of the big shoulder pads, so I I, I didn't look very good. Oh, right. <laughs> I I couldn't raise my arms. Is it high. on video on YouTube? Has somebody filmed that and you're there doing that? I don't think you see it because I was stood at the back uh, um, next to uh, Phil's console for most of it. Um, so probably not. I think they generally only filmed the front end. Um, but yeah, it's just it, this is a very special episode, certainly for a few uh, of our listeners. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, yes, yes. Come, come, come back in a week for that. Yes. Yeah. I look forward to this actually because uh, it's a bit of a blur for us. Yes, I'm under no illusions that Oof. you won't enjoy it, Ian. Okay. Uh, Got the last one in. There you go. Excellent. How many was that? I don't know. I'll tally it up. All right. Mm. Yeah, tell you. All right, okay. I, I, I doubt it'll be 110. <laughs> you got one in before the end. Well done, well done, well done. All right, uh, okay, so see you next week then, Ian. Nice one, right. see you next see week. See you then, bye-bye. Bye.